Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Nick Zarowski, your health and performance expert. Today on the show, we have a very special guest. His name is Sean Stevenson. Sean is a best-selling author and creator of The Model Health Show, featured as the number one fitness and nutrition podcast on the iTunes charts. With a university background in biology and kinesiology, Sean went on to be the founder of Advanced Integrative Health Alliance, a successful company that provides wellness services for both individuals and organizations worldwide. Sean is also a dynamic keynote speaker who has spoken for TEDx, universities, and numerous organizations with outstanding reviews no matter where he goes. Sean is a wealth of knowledge, and I am very excited to have you on the show here with us today, Sean. Welcome to Excel Radio. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you as well. I mean, the uh, it's it's really incredible. You've been spending a lot of your time lately devoting devoting your time towards the topic of sleep. You've done a book on it, and uh, which which I have right here. Go ahead and check it out online. It's uh, called Sleep Smarter: Twenty One Proven Tips to Sleep Your Way to Better Health, Better Body, and Bigger Success. So. Um, you have an incredible book here. You've dedicated a lot of time towards sleep. So tell me about where, why you've spent this time focusing on sleep and tell us why sleep is so important. Sure. Uh, well, it's really a two-pronged message. Uh, the first thing was uh, something really tangible in my own clinical practice and just seeing person after person coming in my doors. And I noticed that there was a little bit of a of a skew with individuals who would get and maintain results long term. Mm -hmm. And on deeper introspection, looking at the, the people who wouldn't really, you know, if they're eating a great diet and exercising oftentimes too much, why were they not getting the results? Why was things not tipping in their favor, basically? Mm -hmm. And after doing a deeper introspection, I'd usually find out that it related to two things that were lacking in their life. One was stress and the other was sleep. Yeah. And they were usually hand in hand, you know? And so I really started to focus there and help people to restructure their lives so they were getting the optimal sleep they needed. Not necessarily more hours, but just doing things to set their body up to get to get into what we call – there's basically five levels of sleep or five stages. Mm -hmm. I break it down and make it real simple as two. Stage one is REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep. This is where you're getting your dream on. And this is also where uh, an important process called memory processing happens. This is basically where you're – short-term memories get converted to long-term memories. So it's kind of important. So you right. kind of remember the stuff you learned during the day. But the most important stage for recovery, healing, transformation of your body happens during non-REM sleep. Or this is known as really anabolic sleep. And so there are certain things that you can do clinically proven to get more anabolic sleep. And so I start to focus there and the results, I mean, I can't even put words to it. I cannot, for to see people who are struggling for so long, to finally get their, their sleep dialed in, change their life so much. And so I was like, hey, this is something other people need to know. I need to write a book. And I also experimented with it with my audience. You know, so you, you mentioned the Model Health Show. And so just having such a, a, a wide, dynamic, really a passionate audience and just testing that information. And I, and I looked at the downloads of my shows 
And early on, the sleep episodes that we did had like, it was like in the top five most downloaded episodes. So I was like, people are really interested in this. So that was prong number one, just a real practical application I want to share with people. Prong number two was my own personal experience. And to make a long story really, really short, how I kind of stumbled my way into the health and wellness field uh, was my own health issue. And I was diagnosed with a so-called incurable issue with my spine, uh, degenerative spinal disease. And I'm fine today. Everything is good. You know, I regenerated my tissues uh, outside of the uh, then, you know, just in retrospect what the doctors had to say. Um, but they were really well-meaning people. It's just right. they didn't have the right knowledge base to understand, you know, for one thing, what is your spine made of? How about you give your body the raw materials it needs to regenerate you? And so when I recovered from myself, there was three main things I did. I changed the way I was eating. I began to, to move again because, you know, when you're dealing with a degenerative issues, a lot of fear around movement. And then the third thing was I naturally started to sleep more. I naturally started to go to bed earlier and get up earlier because I was in college at the time when all this was going on. So I was up to like three in the morning playing Madden and, you know, eating a college diet and I'd get up whenever I got up, you know, oftentimes mm -hmm. 10, you know, 1030. Yeah. And when I started to feel good, I naturally just want to go to bed and get up so I can you know, have an amazing day. And here's the secret. My health accelerated rapidly because I was getting that deep anabolic sleep. That's when your body actually changes from all the exercise you do, from the nutrition that you're taking in, a lot of the assimilation and, um, and, 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 and elimination and digestion even happens while you're asleep. So this is what, what's so important. This is a big missing part that I saw on the market. And by the book, you know, shooting to a bestseller list and just staying there for, you know, it's getting close to a year now. I know that people are really tuned into the fact that sleep is really important. And the real job that we have now is just for me to help to make sleep a sexy topic. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Right. And I agree with you to the point where, you know, you talked about through some of your own problems, you started, this is when you started looking into this and you see other people um, having the same problems that maybe you were facing with your sleep and without a doubt when I first started looking into sleep and why it was important is when I was in college because you know when you're trying to study for boards and you're trying to study for tests and everything else one of the first things you do is you cut out your sleep time next thing you know you find yourself staying up till two in the morning getting up at five just crazy hours and and then it's just like a negative cycle to where you're not, you're not able to learn. You're tired as hell. You can't you can't um, uh, you can't think clearly, and it just causes more and more problems. And then, of course, from a clinical perspective, when it comes to me working with my patients, most of my patients are the entrepreneurial executive type, and they're very very busy. So it's the same thing for them. One of the first things that they do is they cut out their sleep when they're busy. You know, they're, they're they still have to put their kids to bed at night and do all these things that they normally have to do. So the first thing they cut out is their sleep. So like you said, when you're trying to get somebody better and they're, they're just uh, basically self-sabotaging themselves by not getting enough sleep, it's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, it's because really it, this is very, very simple. And it's because sleep is a passive activity. It's really as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, especially in our culture where more, uh, you know, something is good, more must mean more must be better and just go, yeah. go, go, hustle, hustle, you know, to, to understand that something as passive as sleeping is going to give you so much value is really hard for us to wrap our, 
our mind around. You know, we can see working out more. We can see, yeah. you know, dieting, trying this next new diet, doing a cleanse. You know, we could do these passive things and kind of uh, logically see, yeah, this is really important. But sleep, because it's something where we don't, we're not doing anything, we put it to the side. You know, like you said, if you've got 10 things to do and sleep is one of them, we'll often omit the sleep. And not understanding, and what you mentioned also with your own experience, I cited a study in the book. This was a physician study, funny enough, and they had the individuals in the study to complete a task. And after they completed the task, they sleep deprived them for just 24 hours. That's it. 24 hours sleep deprivation. Had them to do the same exact task. Okay? Here's what happened. First of all, 20% more mistakes. Okay? They made 20% more mistakes doing the same exact thing. And it took them 14 times longer to do the same exact task, mm. right? So this gets into the paradigm of there's a difference between doing work and being effective, right? right? Oftentimes, we'll sacrifice our sleep and doing, and we'll, and we'll you know, partake in a lot of busyness, but we're not actually getting the result. We're losing our creativity. We're losing our focus. We're losing our ability to problem solve. All this starts to happen because essentially, you know, we can talk a little bit about how this happens, but... Your prefrontal cortex, the more human part of your brain, starts to starve. You know, it's not getting fed anymore. And basically, you get dumber, you right. know? And so it's just like we start having like the little Homer Simpson, like there's like a monkey in our brain, yeah. like hitting the, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever those symbols. And not understanding, like, if you, were, if you were to get the optimal sleep you need, then hit that task, you'd get it done faster, better, more effective. And a, a lot more grace, you know, it's a word I like to use, would be done in your work than a lot of tension and struggle and stress. Right, exactly. And that, you know, from a performance um, perspective, that's really important because you have somebody that could show up to work and it takes them eight hours to complete a task. And you have somebody who is following these types of recommendations and they're doing it for just because they can think clearly, you know. And so that's that's really a huge thing. And, you know, we always hear you're supposed to get about eight hours of sleep to n at a night. That's really the magic number that's always been thrown around. And um, for some people, that is tough. I mean, I, I have two two kids. They're, they're up all hours of the night. So you know, the, the thing is, is that for some people, you're just not going to get eight hours of sleep. But one of the things that you talk about is taking your sleep and getting quality hours more so sometimes quality over quantity is a big deal too from my understanding or not necessarily when it comes to sleep both are important you know but quality is definitely more important okay and you can do so many things to stack the condition in your in your favor because not one time in my book do i say you need to get blank hours of sleep you know you need to yeah. get eight hours or nine hours or whatever mm -hmm. i never do that because it's not about that. It's really about getting as much time as possible in the deep anabolic stage of sleep, mm -hmm. which means making sure that you're getting your uh, melatonin levels, your endogenous production of melatonin up yeah. and getting your cortisol down. Um, this is what's, what really is driving the whole thing. You know, so some individuals can find by following the strategies that I talk about, they can get less sleep and wake up feeling refreshed because you shouldn't be waking up tired. You know, it's like an oxymoron. You know, but that's what a lot of people are struggling with. And these kind of zombie walk their way to the coffee pot and then try to, you know, push this, right. themselves through the day again and just kind of get in that vicious circle mm -hmm. and not understanding that uh, one of the most fascinating things. We'll just talk a little bit about um, body transformation, and weight loss. Yeah. Um, there was a study that I cited in the book where they took individuals and 
they basically is it's really really simple two different groups put them on the same exact diet same exact exercise program okay yeah same exact the only difference with the two groups is one group got eight plus hours of sleep a night and the other group was sleep deprived with less than six hours a night okay at the end of the study they found that the individuals who sleep deprived lost far less weight and far less body fat that was the only difference same food same exercise, right? Wow. So it's telling you that the sleep is a huge leverage point that you're going to be missing out on. If you're kicking your butt trying to work out and and have some rigorous diet, if you're not getting that optimal sleep, because again, this is when your body changes, right. you know, and a lot of people just, let's talk a little bit about exercise. Yeah. So we've got this idea and it's just a kind of, you know, logical thing that after I do this workout, I'm in better shape. You know, I just did a great workout and I'm, I'm in shape, you know, I'm getting in shape. The reality is when you walk in the gym door and you're standing there, you're in better shape than when you finish that workout, okay, from a biochemical standpoint. Yeah. After you finish that workout, if we take you and get some blood work done, your, your inflammatory biomarkers are going to be up, stress hormones are going to be up, um, your, your uh, blood sugar is probably going to be elevated. You could probably get diagnosed with some kind of an illness. And all you did was something known as a hormetic stressor. You know, exercise is a hormetic stressor, which can be very, very good for you if you get the proper recovery. Right. right? So understand that your body doesn't change when you're in the gym. Your body changes while you're asleep. Sleep is really the secret sauce. That's where the, that's where the real game happens. So you definitely want to get your workout in. You definitely want to eat good food. But if you're missing out on that, th- that third pillar, you basically, you've got um, a two-legged stool. You know, you're going to have a big... A predisposition to be tipping over versus when you get that third pillar in there and then you get a lot of stability. Mm-hmm. And there's no secret that many people are suffering from uh, hormone issues today. And when you sleep, that's when your body has a chance to ba- balance out its hormones and really, you know, create this state of homeostasis within the systems. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about these hormones. Okay, good. Um, one of the most one of the big catchwords today is cortisol. Everybody's talking about cortisol. Yeah. You know, my cortisol is is elevated, and uh, the stress hormone. We got to you know, it's kind of been marketed as something that's really fear based. This is the truth. Cortisol is so valuable and great for you. Like it allows you to get up and do stuff. Right. It's just when it gets out of balance that's where the problem happens because it is a stress hormone and this is generated from your adrenal glands and your adrenal glands sort of have a like a binary action where it's either doing one of two things it's either producing stress hormones or it's producing more regenerative hormones like DHEA for example so it's either or you know if you're stressed out go 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 all the time you're not getting that really good powerful recovery so here's one of the big secrets and kind of a little tip to help people to optimize their sleep like starting today when if you look at a normal cortisol cycle, uh, which I which I cite in the book, you can actually see the the pattern. Your cortisol should be going up and elevating in the first part of the morning. So say around, well, just for simplicity's sake, seven o'clock, seven a.m. That's when you should be having a peak of cortisol, and then it should through the day slowly bottom out and hit rock bottom. We'll say around seven at night, right? This is when. Uh, your cortisol should be down, but a lot of people, they have this, it's flipped. We yes. Call, this is mm-hmm. when you're tired and wired. So they're waking up, cortisol is down. That's why they feel so low and they're dragging. Right. And at night, they feel like, I'm up. 
right. you know, they're on YouTube. It's like, I'm up. And they end up watching all these shows. And, you know, and also there's something else there that we could talk about in a moment. But b- bottom line is stress hormones are up at the wrong time. Right. I do a lot of testing with that, Sean, and it's always inverted like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So here's this is so powerful and so simple for people uh, that they can do. But they, first of all, we've got to understand this one thing. Cortisol and melatonin. Melatonin is the get good sleep hormone. It's not the sleep hormone. It's the get good sleep hormone. When you're producing enough melatonin, it's going to help you to get into the deep rejuvenative stages of sleep that we're talking about. But if melatonin's down, you can go to sleep, but you can wake up tired. All right. So somebody can get eight hours of sleep and still be tired because they're not getting that optimal production of melatonin. And I know that some people out there are actually experiencing that. Like, I, I got eight hours of sleep, but I still don't feel good. I still don't have energy. Mm-hmm. So melatonin and cortisol have an inverse relationship. So when cortisol is up, melatonin is down. Okay, This okay. is just how it works. When melatonin is, is down, cortisol is up. So what we want to do, and here's a, a really good, powerful walkaway tip today. This is a low-hanging fruit. There's a study done at Appalachian State University. They took exercises and broke them up into three groups. Okay, Group one exercised at 7 a.m. Group two exercised at 1 p.m. Group three exercised at 7 p.m. What they found at the end of the study is that group A, the people who exercise in the morning, got up to 75% more time in deep sleep, that deep anabolic stage of sleep we're talking about, just by working out in the morning. Okay. So how, how I operate is like, that's powerful. I can just do the thing. Right. But why did it work? Well, it works because when you exercise, you're, auto, you're automatically elevating your cortisol. If you do that in the morning, you're helping to set that natural template or natural rhythm or circadian rhythm for your body to secrete cortisol in the morning and then have it go down in the evening. So, and this doesn't mean you necessarily need to hit the gym in the, mo- in the morning, but do something. This could be something like as simple as 10 minutes jumping on a rebounder, a little mini trampoline. I'll do that oftentimes during the winter here in the mid- Midwest. Uh, you can go out and do a power walk. You can do some Tabata, which only takes four minutes. You know, if you work out in the afternoon, that's fine, but make sure you do some activity in the morning to help to set that template for the rest of your day because it will, in fact, help you to sleep better. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's some powerful tips right there. Um, so many people are actually struggling with getting quality sleep. So, for instance, like you're talking about, they're having this inverted sleep cycle. They're not sleeping well and they're also – their cortisol's off. There's, there's a lot of problems going on but people, like you said, are starting to focus on sleep a lot more than ever. So – there's a lot of things today that people are doing that is just completely wrong when it comes to priming yourself at night for sleep or like you were just mentioning, getting up in the morning and, and you know snapping out of it and waking up. So if we were to jump into some different topics, that topics, tips, and strategies to help people start sleeping well, um, what would be some of, the, some of the major ones that people need to start doing today that is, that's going to set them up for success um, in the future, but also, let's say, for tonight? Awesome. Okay. Um, man, there's, there's so many. That's why it's 21 in the book, but also with each one, there's power tips or power strategies of like, okay, you yeah. learn this cool thing, go and do this now. And so let me share a couple of those. So we talked a little bit about proactively elevating cortisol in the morning to help you sleep better at night. Yep. Fascinating study. Um, But let's look at what can we do to proactively elevate melatonin in the evening. One of the things that we definitely need to pay attention to, there was a study done uh, by Rensselaer Polytechnic. And what they found 
in the study is that two hours of iPad use prior to bed was enough to dramatically depress melatonin secretion. Wow. What? Yeah, so wow. Using our devices, and it's not because it's the, you know, where we're like proactively doing something, it's because of the light that's emitted from our devices. And for us, we might have fancy clothes and get to go, you know, a fancy suit and get a nice car. We are very much primitive in our design. Our genes, our genetic blueprint, our DNA is still very much the same as 50,000 years ago. So right. only in the last few decades have we even had the capacity to have light on in the evening besides some fire, right? Mm -hmm. And so these devices that we have, which I love, I love, I, this is not a bash. I love my iPhone. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Life's so, so much better and easier. I love my, my Mac. I love my, I, I love, I love my, my technology, but we have a certain understanding in our relationship. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's room for all those things. And, and mm -hmm. because when I feel good, I'm better equipped to use my devices to their maximum potential when I'm up. And enjoying my day, and so one of the and he, by the way, there's hacks here for people that still need to be on their devices at night, which I'm going to share. But the best thing that you can do to pretty much immediately change the quality of your sleep, uh, in conjunction with the other things we talked about, is to give yourself a screen curfew. All right. Mm -hmm. So, and I recommend just 90 minutes. Give yourself 90 minutes away from staring at the television or the laptop or the iPhone monitor or your Android or whatever it is, give yourself 90 minutes because as soon as you get away from those devices, your melatonin is gonna have the ability to produce, to get produced. If you're staring into that, basically, here's the, here's the real issue is that there's a certain spectrum, uh, mainly this, it's, it's a blue light spectrum that's very similar to what's coming from the sun. So when that hits your optical receptor, your brain, your nervous system, your organs are picking up that, hey, it's daytime, even if it's 1030 at night. Mm -hmm. so, you're going to be producing more daytime hormones, namely cortisol, just because you're watching television. And that's just the way it is, you know. And so by giving yourself that, that um, screen curfew, just kind of stepping away and finding some other things to do, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Then you're going to give your body the chance to produce this uh, hormone endogenously and set you up for a good, uh, a good night's sleep. Here's the hack that you can use. And the best thing is giving the, yourself the curfew. Second best thing is um, to block out that blue light spectrum. And I do this. I'm not perfect. Like, you know, I do a lot of things in the book. I don't do everything in the book. But when I do happen to be up later working or whatever the case may be or watching a movie every now and then, um, I have these orange tinted shade that directly blocks out that blue light spectrum. And for people who don't not understand like this blue light spectrum, if you were driving down your street or you, you, if you pull up to your house and the kids are at home or your, your spouse and you see there's like a blue light coming out of your window at night because they're watching television or, or mm -hmm. the laptop monitor, right? That that is going on all the time even though you can't see it, right? right? So these uh, orange tinted shades, you can get some for like five bucks on Amazon or you can go and get some fancy ones for maybe 40 or $50 depending on how cool you want to look. <laughs> you want to um, get the Oakleys? Yeah, you know, and it's, it's super simple. Just put those on in the evening. And what's mm -hmm. going to happen also for me is a neuro association gets created to, I put the glasses on, I start to get a little bit sleepy, right? right? Uh, or there's applications that you can get on your devices that can actually pull that blue light spectrum out at a certain time of day automatically. It'll do it on its own based on your time zone uh, and the time of year. So it's uh, one of them for Mac is called Flux, F dot L-U-X. 
And that's a great application as well. But the biggest thing, the most powerful leverage point is to get off of your devices, give yourself 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, and this is where we get into the conversation of like people like because we're addicted. Right. We're addicted, right. You know? Um and that's where I was gonna say too, Sean. Like sometimes I mean for me, I just had to be honest with myself. Like, all right, you know, you're goofing around right now. You don't really need to be on here. You don't need to be on Facebook. You don't need to be checking your phone for text messages every twenty minutes. Like, I mean, come on. And like if there's an emergency, somebody's gonna call you or like really reach out to you or something, but they're not gonna hit you up on Facebook or something. So I know for me it was like you just gotta be honest with yourself and, and realize that you know, you can get, you can get off them. I mean, cause I was of the mindset of like, Oh, I have to, you know, work on this or, or get this certain thing done on my computer. Uh, even though it's late at night and of course your hacks are excellent. The ones with the, the flux, I mean, I utilize that, but there was a lot of things I was doing that I just didn't have to do that late at night. And, and if I had to focus on a certain project or something, I didn't necessarily have to do it on the computer. I could do it with a pen and paper or something. Yeah. You know, the thing is, honestly, I mean, it's tough. This one is really tough because it's sort of like um, it's sort of like a drug habit. I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, yeah. Because in fact, what happens when we get, you know, a new Twitter follower or a new uh, somebody likes your post on Facebook, mm -hmm. you get a little bit of a dopamine hit from that, all right? Yep. So when you pull away and you're just like, you'll start making excuses like, oh, I'm relaxing, this is a passive activity. Yeah. That's not what's happening in your brain. Right. You know, That's definitely not what's happening with your melatonin production. So understand, like, we have this little bit of an addiction, so when we stop doing it, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. And it's again, that's fine for what it is, you know, but dopamine, actually goes along a different track than serotonin, which serotonin can actually, um, downstream, it's going to become melatonin. So you're actually on two different tracks with that dopamine hit, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, we don't want to be there. So it's like, you've got to find something to fill that void, right? Right. And hopefully something better. Yeah. So here's what we got. You can actually, I mean, this is, I'm going to go from least attractive to most attractive. You can actually read a book, like a real <laughs> what, paper read. What is, what is that? <laughs> relics. There were once these things called libraries. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so you can read a book. Um, next level up is to talk to a friend, you know, talk to your spouse, talk to your kids, you know, ask them what their uh, favorite things of the day were, you know, what are they grateful for today? Um, and of course you can share with them what, what the, your favorite things of the day and what you're grateful for as well. What do you want to work on tomorrow? Um, you know, these intimate, we've got thousands of Facebook friends, but only maybe one friend, you know, yeah. in real life, right? If that. So it's like getting reconnected to that and still have mm -hmm. like Facebook friends, that's all good, but still have that thing that's most human. There you have it. There's some things you can fill that time with. <laughs> there you go. There's two. So, all right. So get off the electronics is a pretty big one. I think that's huge for most people. Um, <clears throat> with as far as sleep goes, now is there a certain time period that you would suggest that we should be sleeping? Because you know you had just talked about the different stages of sleep and when they occur. And sometimes if you're going to bed too late, you're actually missing out on some of those stages of sleep. Am I correct? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty close there. What you're saying. So what the research indicates is that. There is this, like, I call it money time sleep, all right? And, and during these hours of sleep, you're actually getting more benefit than at any other time. And what this speaks to is, again, kind of our 
our evolutionary biology or our um, kind of primitive blueprint that after the sun goes down, within a couple of hours, there's this enzymatic shift in your body. There's more enzymatic activity that is for the purpose of when you go to sleep to repair you. Mm-hmm. However, if you stay up past this enzymatic activity shift, um, that energy will basically be used to keep you up. And this is where you kind of get, and we call it the energy second wind. Like you might be tired, you're driving home from work, it's like six, six o'clock, and like I'm going to sleep early tonight, you're yawning. But then 10 o'clock rolls around, you know, you're you know, on your phone or yeah. watching TV or whatever, and just like, I'm not tired anymore. I'm just right. tired. And so then we get into that, I should get to bed instead of like, I'm actually tired. Mm-hmm. And so what the research shows is that between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is where you're going to get that money time sleep. Now, humans have really screwed with time zones and all this stuff and daylight savings so much. It's not just in there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's close to being in there somewhere. So you've got to find out what that is for you. But just mm-hmm. understand some of the research shows that you can get like twice as much value from an hour of sleep in that window. So it'd be equivalent to like two hours of sleep um, as far as what repair has been done with your body, your brain, and also um, your body's ability to uh, just produce these anabolic hormones Mm -hmm. that we haven't really touched on yet. But these anabolic hormones, you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck, that big secretion in that, in those earlier hours um, window. If you, if you're going to bed later than that, you're going to miss out on a lot of that and you're going to require more sleep in order to feel good. Right. And, you know, just like you're talking about the blue screens, you know, we're, we're wired to be awake when the sky is blue and be tired when the sky is dark. So following that pattern of when it gets dark outside and also when it gets light in the morning is going to help as well because, uh, you know, staying up late in the night and then sleeping into the morning when, you know, you're getting some light in your bedroom, you're just not going to get that same quality of sleep. You're going to be missing out on the benefits we just talked about. But, you know, there's a, there's a big thing there to be said where you should somewhat follow that that natural pattern as well. Totally agree, man. It's, um, it's just a matter of really what it boils down to is just realizing that we're a part of nature. Right. You know, like we kind of unconsciously forgotten that. Mm-hmm. But... You know, our, our DNA, our genes expect us to do certain things. And when we don't do it, we get pain, you know, and we can find, we can still enjoy all of our advancements. We just have to do it in respect to our, our human blueprint, you know, because I promise you, you can feel amazing. You can feel better than you yep. felt in years just by shifting a couple of things in your life. It doesn't mean that you don't get to have fun anymore or do you, that you don't get to enjoy your food or your friends or technology is just putting it in its proper place right. so that you can feel good. And when you do that stuff, you're going to enjoy it even more. Right, because, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the technology. It's all supposed to make our lives easier. But one of the things with technology and all these advancements coming so quickly is that we don't really know their effect on the human body and the human being. So with this technology coming out, we need to figure out what it's doing to the human body like you're talking about with the blue screens and, and how it's interacting with us. And we have to modify how we're using it so that it's not just tearing our bodies down. Exactly. You, ju- you just said it perfectly. You know, we, I, don't, I don't want people to have to wait around till the studies come out. Right. Because it could be after you're, after you're gone. Right. You know, like it's just using our common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking, stepping back and looking at the bigger picture, situation, like, oh, this is all new stuff. We mm-hmm. haven't had FDA approval. 
you know, whatever, even as if that really matters that much. (laughs) But, you know, it's just understanding, like, we don't know the outcome yet. Mm -hmm. General public, there are a lot of things that a lot of people don't hear about, you know, actually, because people have been concerned about this stuff for a long time. And then the different studies, um, even studies done by cell phone companies themselves, finding out about, you know, electromagnetic fields and potential for cancer and things of this nature. You know, there's a, a warning on certain phones that says, don't put it uh, closer than three inches to your head, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. So it's just understanding, like, all this stuff is new. Mm-hmm. We don't know the outcome yet. So let's just be as sensible as we can. Let's enjoy them in their proper place and uh, just have the, the respect for our body and understand that we're a part of nature and just do things as close as you can to keep yourself in alignment with nature. And you're just going to feel good and you're going to show up better when you do all that stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. So if we were to jump into a few more sleep hacks before we uh, before we uh, get off here, um, what are what are some other really big tips that you have seen clinically and also just through the little bit of research that you've done with your followers that have just been a game changer for them when they started implementing them besides the ones that we already talked about? Mm. It's hard to choose, man. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share one that's probably top of mind for a lot of people, which has to do with weight loss okay. and changing your body. And it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable when you look at the research and showing that you know um, sleep deprivation and and weight gain. It's like a vicious circle, you know, because being being sleep deprived basically makes you not incapable, but very close to incapable of losing weight and keeping it off. Okay. Being overweight also clinically has been proven to diminish your sleep quality, mm-hmm. right? So it's like this vicious circle. I'm overweight and I can't get the sleep I need. I can't get the sleep I need and it's making me overweight. Mm-hmm. So we've got to break the cycle. And we've got to break the cycle. And so there's a chapter in the book where I talk about lose the weight and don't find it again. You know, And it's really about breaking that cycle. Um, because one of the great strategy. And what it really boils down to is just stacking the conditions in your favor, doing so many things right so that you do get that high quality sleep to help your body to get that weight off. Right. And it's different tweaks with the nutrition and, and all of that as well. So one of those things is understanding the role of food and cortisol, right? A lot of people don't know about this. I was so, hoping you were going there. <laughs> so what's going on is, you know, so just a, uh, a so-called average person with a normal BMI, normal body fat percentage, uh, normal weight, when they eat a meal, you're going to get about a 5% increase in cortisol just from eating. And that's normal. It's because eating initially is like a stressful activity. This is where your body has to use every intelligence it has to sense whether this you just put into your into your mouth is going to become self or is it an enemy, mm-hmm. right? This is the most intimate act that we have is like taking something from outside of ourselves and putting it into our body. That's so powerful. And once we understand that, it can really change your life. So anyways, your body has to put a lot of attention there. So 5% increase in cortisol makes sense. Here's the, the, the big issue, though. Individuals who are overweight or obese are going to get a 60 plus percent increase in cortisol when they eat a meal. Wow. So remember, cortisol goes up, melatonin goes down. So this is where the whole concept of not eating before you go to bed or not eating late at night comes into play. It actually does have some some grounds. So you want to have a curfew too for 
when you're eating if your goal right. is weight loss. Now, for me personally, I when I one of the things that happened with me with my kind of transformation, getting my health back, not back, but better than it ever was, um, was I lost fifty pounds as well. You know, oh, wow. I was the chubby. I was chubby shot. Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was not looking too good or feeling too good about myself, and. When I, I, I went from that place to actually at one point being under 5% body fat, and this was not necessarily my goal. It was just I was doing so experimenting and just so passionate about all these different things and healthy, and it just led me to that place. And when I was you know, 4.7% yeah. body fat, I was eating late at night every night, like literally right before I went to bed. had no impact right. on my body fat percentage, my body composition. Now, that was, again, being somebody who's in an extreme – state of health and vitality. So it doesn't have grounds there per se to tell somebody, you know, you don't want to eat late at night. So, but if your goal is weight loss and fat loss, and you're trying to, 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 to finally get some of that weight off, you do want to give yourself, I'd say a two hour window, be yeah. done eating. If you're trying to get to bed, say 1030, you need to be done eating by 830 at the latest, you know, I'd say even a little bit earlier. And so what that's going to do also is it's going to extend your overnight fast. Okay. So, and now here's the issue is that some people are like, well, when I do that, then I'm hungry. That's a problem. You shouldn't be hungry. That's a telltale sign that your macronutrient ratio is off. Right. You know, micronutrients as well. Micronutrients are the real secret sauce here. This is the vitamins, minerals, enzymes, photochemicals in your food that actually activates something called leptin, which mm -hmm. leptin is known as a satiety hormone. So that makes you feel good and full. So, but you're going to find those macronutrients mainly in non-starchy vegetables, okay? High-quality protein sources and high-quality fats. So, if you're hungry again, chances are you didn't eat enough protein, right? Or you didn't eat enough high-quality fats. So things like avocado and olives, things like that, coconut, and then the macro micronutrients. So you're not probably not eating enough enough non-starchy veggies. So if you're eating kind of a typical American dinner, which is going to be like spaghetti, yeah. right? Spaghetti. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and some pasta sauce and then yeah. some garlic bread that's a carboholic meal right there i mean you are like you are full-on carbon it up right? right i mean this is like what is it chronic uh carbonation or garbage you right. know, like it's just it's gonna flip your system out you're gonna get a huge increase in your insulin right and in your blood sugar and intrinsically you're gonna ha go hypoglycemic your blood sugar is gonna bottom out Right. And that's when you become it, hungry, right? Yes. And this can happen if you if you're asleep while this happens, this can pull you out of sleep. Maybe not consciously, but this is where the whole concept of a midnight snack comes into play. Mm -hmm. You know, it can pull you out of sleep. And so what we want to do is make sure that our last meal is, you know, we'll just say I'll give you actual structure. Um, moderate protein, high fat, yes. a high non-starchy vegetable and low so that's going to be low carbohydrate as well. So this would be something like um, maybe um, some um, wild caught salmon and some sauteed greens, and then half of an avocado slice, and then topped with you know maybe some some sea veggies or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, or a big salad, and then like a steak. Yeah, uh, make sure that we get plenty of of good salad dressing that you make yourself, maybe with you know some um, organic olive oil and some you know apple cider vinegar or something like that. So this is what you want your dinner to look like. More protein, fat, non-starchy veggies, a lot of that. So they can help you to sleep at night. And intrinsically, just eating that way, period, is going to help you to burn fat. 
I'm going to wrap this point up right here. So by having that, that curfew, say trying to get to bed at 1030, you're done eating at eight. This is going to extend your overnight fast. So this is going to allow your body to actually start to break down and use stored fat, stored fatty acids, potentially ketones. It's going to shift over the way that it functions, your metabolism period, because it's no longer burning the, all that crap sugar you just put in yourself mm -hmm. from pasta. All right. Pasta is carbohydrate. It's going to break down into glucose in your blood. Period. Right. All right. So having this longer thing. And so when you wake up in the morning, say you wake up at six and then you eat breakfast maybe at seven. So you've got almost a 12 hour mark there that you were fasting in the break fast. You're breaking your fast. Then that in that 12 hour period, 11, 12 hour period, this is giving your body to actually change the way your metabolism works. Right. Mm -hmm. So you become more insulin sensitive again. And insulin resistance is the opposite. Classic sign of that is belly fat. Yep. Right. So you become more insulin sensitive. Your body's going to start to produce not, um, not just insulin, but there's another hormone that your pancreas can produce called glucagon. Mm -hmm. And glucagon will literally tell your body to go and start using stored fat fuel, right? But it only happens when there's not a presence of insulin, which insulin is turned on by too much carbohydrate, and also not too much carbohydrate, any carbohydrate, and also too much protein. Right. There you have it. Yeah, boom. <laughs> and, you know, Sean, you made a perfect point where our genetics have not changed since our hunter-gatherer ancestors. So, you know, we are not meant to be just grazing and grazing around the clock. It's not good for us. It's not good for our sleep. It's not good for our hormones. It's not good for our weight loss. It's not good for anything. We're just not meant to graze all day and late into the night. You know, our, our ancestors, they would eat for periods of times. They'd go through fasting periods and, and all that. So, I mean, being that we should live in, in a sense as much as we can like our ancestors because, you know, they, they didn't have the problems that we have today with, with no technology and, and, and no, uh, you know, advancements in healthcare, they, they didn't suffer a lot of the problems we have today with disease. So, you know, it's a, it's a good point that you made there. And, um, I think that that's going to be a huge hack for people in order to sleep better and also lose weight. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, all right, Sean. Well, it's been great being here with you. I know we could we could probably sit here and just brainstorm sleep habits all day, but unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. And um, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And if anybody wants to check out what Sean's doing, you can visit his website at theshawnstevensonmodel.com. And uh, he's got a bunch of incredible stuff on there. And of course, he's got his, his Sleep Smarter book as well that uh, you could pick up and um, dig more into these these proven methods to help you sleep so much better because it's going to change your life. I mean, Sean said it, it, it was one of the biggest things he noticed that was a game changer when he was working with uh, his patients in, in practice. So um, it was a pleasure having here, you here, Sean, and I think this advice is going to really help a lot of people. Hey, Nick, I appreciate you so much for having me on and the work that you're doing. And um, anytime, man, I'm glad to come back and talk more about this stuff, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Take care. Take care, man. Bye. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.